We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Well, y'all, here we are. We are at the, the, the finish line, I guess, um, for this pop-up series, um, God's Lifestyle Brand. And um, I like to believe that even when the series closes, Pastor Wanzel, that this is going to be somehow threaded through everything that we continue to talk. Because I don't think it's one of those things that has a, a close, truly, right? But at least for the purposes of the series, I will say that today is the, the last day. Um, and it's been so great. Um, but before we leave this teaching, God wants to give us a word that will help us have that keeping faith that um, we talked about three, four months ago at this point. Um, he wants to make sure that the last eight weeks that we've spent whether I was speaking or Pastor Wanzel was speaking or no one was speaking because the Holy Spirit was just moving, that the last eight weeks that we've spent together, um, that there is an ability to actually be able to keep this. Amen? He is interested, and he told me this as a note, and I made it a note of it myself. He is interested and invested in sustainability. So... With that being said, he has us in um, the book of Luke today, Luke chapter 1, um, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 1, and we're going to read a healthy amount of scripture today, okay? Um, and that's okay, we're going to read a healthy amount of scripture today, and we're going to pick apart a good amount of it as well. Um, I, you know... I was telling my husband, I said, this is a little bit, God is saying a lot for this final week. And, you know, is there a way I was trying to like pare it down, try going to God with edits, right? <laughs> like, then we could pare this down, take out this part of a little bit. And he was like, that's not how this ever has worked. And it's not how it's going to work today. So we're going to go through exactly what he would have us to cover in its entirety. So Luke chapter eight, starting at verse one, um, this is the NIV translation that I'm reading from. So after this, Jesus traveled from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. So Jesus, he was the brand. He also was the brand ambassador. The 12 were with him, so his 12 disciples, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out of. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. We are going to come back there because that is just like, for anybody who told you in another maybe culture of church that women don't rock the brands, we're going to go back there. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town to town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. 
When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Let them hear. I would say, whoever has ears to hear this morning, let them hear. His disciples asked what the parable meant. So he said, the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. So this is the meaning of the parable. And this is where we are going to get all of our nutrient from today. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil, somebody say good soil, good soil, stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. So thank you for listening to story time with, um, <laughs> with God and me. But that was a lot that we just went over, but there's also a lot we want to unpack from that. And I promise I'm not going to have you here all morning, but we are going to do a little bit of work. So I wanted to go back to the women. The women who we mentioned earlier, um, there were women who followed Jesus, not because of the hype, not because of um, hearsay. They followed him because they had a personal connection to him. When we were reading through, it said that one had um, been healed because they were sick. One had, been, had, had seven demons extracted from them. And after those moments, after those experiences with Jesus, they said, I'm not, I'm not leaving this brand. I'm not walking away from this. I'm not um, living out any other type of culture. I'm, it's you and me now. And they were so committed because of the personal connection that they had to the brand. As we close out this series, it has to become personal for you. And there is nothing that I can say, or that Pastor Wanzel can say, or Pastor Tina could say, or Pastor Martin could say, or anyone else who gets to have a microphone in this church could say that could make this be personal for you. That's the part where you have to make a personal connection with this brand. And until it becomes personal, you will continue to listen, you'll continue to, to do, I'm not saying that you'll be completely ineffective, but in most regards will be pretty ineffective because it's not yet been made personal to you. Um, the note that I have is if you decide to follow Jesus because of the hype, your excitement will fizzle and your association with the brand will be short-lived. You have to dig deep and make a personal connection to God. As I was talking to God, he was talking to me through, you know, preparing for this, this final um, portion. He took me back to LeBron James. Y'all know who that is? Okay. Little guy um, who's just, you know, little athlete. Um, but LeBron James in 2003, at the age of 18, he received um, a Nike contract that was valued at $90 million. And that's what we always hear about is the Nike contract. Well, what I learned is that he also was offered a Reebok contract that was valued at $112 million. 
So here he is at 18, um, fresh out of high school, having to make a decision about which brand he wants to associate with. And on its face, the Reebok contract had way more value than the Nike contract. But it's been said that LeBron said he went with the Nike contract because he had a personal connection with Nike. He had worn Nikes. His previous team had Nike you know, wear. And so he, he had a personal connection with the Nike brand, so he picked that. Fast forward to 2016, um, he is offered a lifetime contract with Nike. And it is paying him out about $30 million a year. And it's said to have a value of over a billion dollars. So he made a deal with Nike because of the personal connection. Although on its face, in the moment, it was the lesser of the deals. But because he made the deal with Nike, because of the personal connection, the fruit of that deal is so much greater than the deal that he had when he had to pick between 90 million, 112 million, 90 million, 112 million. Most people, if you're just looking dollars and cents, would have gone with the, the Reebok deal. I have signed a lifetime contract with this brand. And I have signed a lifetime contract because I have a personal connection now with this brand. I have a personal connection with this brand because I know that if it were not for God, I would not be here. I know that if it were not for God, I would not be here breathing and talking to you in the middle of a pandemic. I know that if it's not by the grace of God, I wouldn't even be standing here before you today because I have this fractured spine that was supposed to create neurology issues. That I should probably be wheeled up here in front of you, but I'm standing here because of the grace of God. So I have a personal connection with this brand. Because of the grace of God, I'm married to Devin Wade. And we're raising these children together because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God, I work for a job that was my dream job a decade ago. And not only do I have the dream job, but on that job, I get promotion and increase after increase because of the grace of God. So I have a personal connection with this brand. If you don't make a personal connection with this brand, all of this is just going to be really good teaching. Like, it's, it's good teaching. But this is going to be really good, and it's really going to stay right here. So you have got to make a personal connection. You've got to do like these women and say, I knew I had seven demons. I know how they used to wrestle with me. I know how they used to keep me up at night. I knew how they used to make me do crazy stuff and talk crazy and not be able to be loved or give love. I know how I used to be. But after he extracted those seven demons, I'm not rocking with any other brand from this day forward ever again. Because it's personal. Amen? So that's the first note. It needs to become personal for you. Um, going back to verse 11, it said, um, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. I believe that was verse 11. The seed is the word of God. We are at Truth Movement Church. I'll read my notes right off the page, off the screen. Every Sunday you come here, you get God's truth, you get God's word, you get God's seed. Specifically in this, this series, last eight weeks, 
um, you've gotten a lot of seed. As we close out, the reason why we read all this and the reason why we're going to spend a little bit of time together, not too much, but a little bit of time together, is because the seed that is the word of God needs to take root in your life. However, there are barriers to entry when it comes to the seed, or there are factors that cause the seed to not be able to stay and be sustainable. It would be a disservice if we didn't spend this last day on this series making sure that you're informed and aware of what happens to this seed that you've been getting or what could happen to the seed that you've been getting. Because, and I'll read my note, we cannot live on brand, we cannot be strong ambassadors, we cannot be holy, and we cannot do it for the culture if we have poor soil. So what God told me is that I really love Sunday mornings. I do, you know, but I am really interested in what's happening with my people, with my ambassadors, Monday through Saturday. And I think that we don't spend enough time inspecting our Monday through Saturday. And we spend a lot of focus on Sunday. But as you see here, it's in the parable, it's the Monday through Saturday where the seed is falling along the path or the thorns or the whatever. So let's understand and unpack that a little bit. Um, you know, if you're trying to figure out why something's growing exponentially or why it's not growing, you do like a soil sample. I feel like Pastor Martin, you could relate to that somehow. I felt like that's a, yeah, that resonates with you. A soil sample. So that's kind of what we're doing today. Um, so just to understand more about soil, and this is where I went to Google, soil provides plants with a foothold for their roots and holds the necessary nutrients to allow plants to grow. It filters the rainwater and regulates excess rainwater, which prevents flooding. Prevents flooding. Plus, it's capable of storing large amounts of organic carbon, buffering against pollutants and protecting groundwater quality. So again, today is the um, soil check. I want to read all these notes, not because I, I think that I just have great notes, but this is where God speaks verbatim to me. And he said, if the seed of God's word cannot take root in your heart, in your life, church will always be just entertaining for you. It will always move you to tears, but you will stop short of any action. It will always leave you motivated, but immobile. <laughs> so... Um, and God doesn't want that for us. Um, so we're going to ask ourselves some questions today. Um, I will tell you that as I ask them out loud, I encourage you to write them down and also apply the appropriate scripture to it. But I, I think it's safe to say that you won't actually be able to answer these questions in this moment. So we all have homework. Um, to actually like spend time before the Father and, and really inspect our soil. So the first question you want to ask yourself is, does my seed fall along the path? So going back to the parable, there's a few different things that happen to the seed. And again, we're inspecting our Monday through Saturday. Um, does my seed fall along the path? Verse 12 said, those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. This is going to require some honest observation of, does my seed fall along the path? Do I leave here on Sunday morning and I am 
happy about what I've heard, but then shortly, quickly, somehow, the enemy, I know I don't like to point fingers to the enemy because he's not as good as we think he is. He doesn't do nearly as much as he thinks he does. But in this instance, it is clearly calling him out as the culprit. When I leave here, does the enemy quickly take that seed, take what we just, let, you know, we just talked about with Pastor Wanzel or with whomever, does it, does it quickly get like taken from me and it never takes root? The note that God gave me here was more than the enemy taking the word of God. Do I give it to him because I'm in relationship with him? God's words, not mine. But you have to be honest here because, and I, I, this is really a setup not just for everything that we've taught the last eight weeks, but everything to come. I know that there is going to be some powerful word that's going to continue to come through this house and if you can't identify where your seed is going it's like tracking your direct deposit you know if you can't track it and figure out where it's going then again this is going to continue to just be entertainment for you so when you think about the enemy coming and taking it does he take it or do I give it to him because we're in relationship with one another the best example that God gave me, and I was like, here we go, God. Always going to my past. Um, but um, he reminded me of, so I, I think I've said this before, but I was married before, very briefly. I don't even know if I'm going to call it a marriage, but it was legally a marriage, so I have to call it marriage. But it was very short-lived. I got married when I was 18. Um, wouldn't take it back because I got so much from it. But... Um, married at 18, divorced by the time I was 20. But anyway, um, the person who I was married to at the time, we had very different ideas of stewardship and <laughs> financial responsibility. Um, I was one who wanted to save more, and they wanted to spend more. Um, so it was just like this conflict that we were constantly in. And I had, you know, goals of building and buying things, and they had goals of renting and leasing things. It's just, we just were not, we talk about not being equally yoked. Um, so anyway, one thing that was very problematic is that we shared a bank account. And I am not here to come for anybody's marriage, but I am not of the mindset of the his and hers accounts. We have one account, right? So even in that messed up situation, we have one account because we're going to do this the right way. Um, so as quickly as I would be putting money into that account, <laughs> the money would just be going out of the account <laughs> and you would be checking like ledgers, like where did that go? <laughs> like it was, but as quickly as it was coming in, it was going out. And the point of bringing that up today is because I was in relationship with him. And because we had a relationship, we had a shared account. He had access because I gave him access. Because through my decision-making, I decided to be married to somebody who behaved that way. When we talk about the seed of God's word, you can't sit here and act like the enemy is just coming and just taking without you giving any type of permissions, controls, or access. And that's what he was talking about when he said the seed of God's word being snatched. Because I don't want anyone to leave here feeling like the victim. Like, I, I tried. That's exactly what happened with my, my seed. I'll be coming to church, and then when I leave, you know, the enemy just come. He's so busy, and he come, and he just take my stuff. Like, yes, but y'all have a shared account. So as long as you have a shared account, 
his behavior, his thievery is going to continue to happen in your life. So that's a whole different conversation, a whole different message, but you might, you know, um, (laughs) you have a whole series on like the breakup, but there might need to be some, some breaking up. There does need to be a break that needs to happen so that he can stop having access to your seed. Such quick access. I mean, he's going to try to come for all of our seed. But, I mean, in the case of the account, I mean, it's just like we, sh- we got the same card. You know what I'm saying? You know the pin. It ain't, it ain't hard. You don't have to do nothing. You just go punch in the pin and just take it. That changed, though. So that's um, the first question. Um, does my seed fall along the path? So does the enemy come in and quickly take away the word that um, I receive? The second question we want to ask ourselves uh, is, does my seed fall on rocky ground? Well, what is rocky ground? Verse 13 tells us those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. God told me that rocky ground is where a good majority of the the seed is going, even for believers. Even for believers, because that's where it's there. I got it. I had joy when I received it. I really meant it. It was genuine. Like, that was awesome, and I want to go be it, and I want to do it for the culture, and I want to be holy. And yeah, he made holiness sound like it could be, I could, I could be holy because God is holy, and he's going to help me be holy. And like, you, you, you know, you just, you're excited. But it is short-lived because there's no root. The root of a plant, I'll tell you just really quickly, has several important functions. Um, in essence, it anchors the plant in place. So it can resist the forces of wind and the water and the mud flow. Um, it also takes in the root system, allows the plant to take in oxygen, water, nutrients from the soil. Um, it often stores the energies created by the plant through photosynthesis. It's a whole different conversation. Um, the root also stimulates and supports microorganisms in the soil that benefit the plant life for growth. So the root is super critical to a plant. It is that anchor. It is that system that helps it mature and have that sustainability that we talked about. And we cannot be brand ambassadors or live out God's lifestyle brand without that, that healthy root system. So what's happening? Because it said that I receive it with joy, but in the time of testing, testing, that's testing, that's what it is. In the time of testing, I, the, the seed falls away. That's where the root system cannot start to form because in the time of testing, it goes away. Oh, we spent some time here, y'all. And I'm not going to spend nearly as much time with you guys here as God spent with me. But testing can be big or small. Testing can be... Um, it can be loss that's testing for you. It can be um, a, a, a health challenge that becomes testing for you. But what I thought was really awesome is, and I wrote it, and I, I bolded it, and I underlined it, and you can't see it, but it says, we are not being tested. It's our seed that's being tested. 
Remember what the seed is. The seed is the word of God. So when that testing comes, it is not me, Portia, that's being tested. It is the seed that is the word of God that is being tested. The enemy wrestles with the word, not me. So the word that you've gotten in these last eight weeks and then all the weeks that, that preceded that and then all the weeks that are going to come after this, he is going to come after your seed, the seed of God's word in your life. And I don't say that to, like, put you guys on, put you on flight or make you nervous. Because it's going to, Pastor Tina says all the time, it's going to happen either way. But specifically for those of us who have signed up to be on brand, he is going to come after every single word of God that ever is planted in your life. Here's how we know. Jesus was tested in the wilderness. And when he responded back to the enemy, he kept saying what? It is written. It is written. It is written. Why? Because he was not coming after Jesus, the man. He was coming after the seed. He was coming after Jesus, the word made flesh. He was the word made flesh. He was coming after the seed of God, the word of God. He is not interested in you. He is not nearly as interested in you as you think he is. You know why? Because even when, when you decide that you want to do this, even if you don't decide, you're going to have troubles. But you will not have the kind of struggle because at that point, you're working for him. So he doesn't really care as much. But when you decide that you want to live on brand for God, he is going to come after the seed of God's word in your life. Listen. 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 I'm going to tell you what I know. Because... First of all, y'all pray for your pastors. They, give a round of applause for the pastors. Give a round of applause for the pastors. Because whenever you purpose in your heart that you are going to provide seed, which is the word of God. So I said, okay, God, yes to your will. I will take, you know, the word that you give me, and I will stand up, and I will sow seed so that you can get seed. Anytime there's a seed transaction happening, the enemy comes after that. So I'm going to give him two seconds, and it's not going to be shine. It's more so I'm going to be testimony. I have, I told my husband, we were just talking about this, that I have had more health attacks in these last eight weeks than I have ever, like, had, like, at least combined together. And I haven't talked about it because I'm just, like, we're going to go through this. Um, literally... The first Sunday when we were going to do this pop-up series, I was in urgent care the day before because I have asthma, right? But he's been, like, triggering it, like these asthma attacks. And then because of a previous experience, the asthma attacks have turned into panic attacks. And I have thought that people who have panic attacks are not being serious and that they're just attention-seeking. But, <laughs> sorry anybody that that might offend but it was how I felt um but I have actually had panic attacks like have to like call my husband at work talk to me pray like talk to breathe with me I'm home by myself <sighs> like panic attacks he is not coming for me he's not coming for me he is coming after the seed, the word of God, one that I have to sow, but then I, the word that I have also to apply in my own life. I need you to know that. 
because that's why he said that the Monday through Saturday seed disbursement that usually does not happen is primarily because of the testing. And I'm not saying that your testing is going to look just like my testing, um, but you will be tested. And if you don't decide right now that I'm not calling in sick, I told Devin, he's trying to get me calling sick every single time that I've had to speak. I'm not calling in sick. So at some point, I would think that you would stop trying to literally choke the life out of me because I'm not calling in sick. You have to know that testing is going to come. Jesus was, again, the word made flesh, and he was constantly tested, I think we think, because he was the son of God, and that is true, but because he was the son of God, he was the word of God made flesh, and they were constantly testing the word of God. The Pharisees were testing the word of God. Yes, the son of God, but the word of God. The, the persecutors were testing not just the son of God, the word of God. And when you say that the Son of God, the Word of God is now going to be made alive and you are going to live on His brand, you can expect to be tested not because you are a child of God, but because you are carrying the Word of God. Yes? Then I got really excited. I had church. I'm not going to go all the way there with y'all, but I was like, okay, that's so funny because he's the son of God. He's the word of God. And that makes him seed, which is the word of God. And they were testing him and trying him. But then they messed around and buried the seed. You know what happened when you bury seed? I was like, okay. So you messed around and buried seed in the ground. Let it get a little, little fertilization. And then there was a harvest of victory. I had so much church with that. I was like, yes. Son of God, seed of God, word of God. Thank you, Jesus. So check for the testing. That will happen um, typically on your Monday through Saturday. I'm not saying it won't happen on a Sunday. It's just less likely, less opportune because you just came fresh off the word. So more like Monday, Tuesday-ish, expected then. Um, the final note for that piece is you have to start to become protective of the word of God that you receive on Sundays. So because I know that the testing will come, because I don't want you to just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to be tested. I'm going to have to succumb to and, like, be subdued by this testing. No, because I know that the testing has come, I become very protective over the word of God. And I start to ask God for his wisdom, and I start to continue, or I continue to feed God's Holy Spirit in me, that, that prayer and that truth and all of that I'm supposed to be feeding him, so that he can, he can keep me on alert for the test that's coming. This is not like a doom and gloom, like, oh, you're going to be tested, so, oh, well, this is part. No, this is like, I know I'm going to be tested, so, so what? So then. That means I have to do X, Y, Z to protect the seed of God because I know that this is going to come. So I know that you're already coming from my lungs. <laughs> you are coming from my lungs. So that means that I need to make sure I pray extra, make sure I read more, make sure um, I have a, a TV show my daughters want to watch with me. It's not a bad show. She watches it, but I'm like, I can't watch that. No, because I need to make sure I stay right here because you are coming from my lungs, literally, and I need to be able to not succumb to the test. Amen. So the third and um, final question, although we have a little bit of time here, is does my seed fall along the thorns? Verse 14, um, the seed that fell, fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, 
riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. They are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. By the way, this title for this is Don't Choke. He was choking me out, y'all. He was trying to make me choke. <laughs> that was so that was, that was so funny to me. I was like, listen, I got a word called don't choke. You trying to are you trying to make me choke? And I was telling my husband because I I, I could tell more later, but Basically, I had an experience like 2013 where I literally almost did die because I was I went to anaphylactic shock because I did, I was allergic to something I didn't know I was allergic to, and ever since then, because of that feeling of literally feeling like my life was leaving me, like to the point where I, he called 911 to get the kids out of here, I could see like black. He has now used that moment in time to trigger, like as soon as my asthma does like. Can you breathe? Are you good? Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna pass? Like it, 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 right? It's become very mental. But one thing that triggers it for me, um, and my husband and I were talking, like, is it like PTSD? Like I don't know because I'm like really nervous to die now. Um, but one thing that triggers this is ambulances. And <laughs> we were, because I always think, where's the nearest? As soon as I hear ambulance, I think, y'all, this is so vulnerable right now. But thank you, Jesus. As soon as I hear an ambulance, I think. Where's the nearest hospital? If something happens to me, where's the nearest hospital? Where are they going to? How can I get where they're going to if I need to in case of my, like, whatever. So we were out last night at Millennia, and ambulance goes by. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then he kept, he kept looking like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And I could feel like I started getting hot. And I had a whole episode last night. Some of it, if there is a true medical something, or there was anyway before Freedom Today, um, I'm for real, I'm healed in Jesus' name. But there is a true medical thing. But it's 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 the place it's taking me and it's triggering that is the whole panic attack. So anyway, I had an episode last night, and so <laughs> I'm good this morning. I've got my word. I'm ready. I'm not calling in sick. We're headed to church, babe. What passed by? Ambulance. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So, anyway, <laughs> when something choke, they go on their way and they're choked by life's worries. I just, I, I'm sorry. I just have to like, ill on the enemy right now because I didn't get choked out. But when something, um. When they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. When something chokes you, it fills a passage or space, especially so as to make movement difficult or impossible. So when something chokes you, it fills a passage or space, especially so as to make movement or difficult impossible. So when we're saying that our we are our weed, our our seed is getting choked by the worries and riches and pleasures. It is, it is being so compressed in a way that movement or difficult or is impossible. Um, this is the space God told me because you know we talked about the thorns and all that stuff, but or the the path. But this He told me is where the majority of people's seed goes Monday through Saturday. 
for all people to include believers, to include people who are brand ambassadors and doing it for the culture. This is what happens to most of our seed because on Sunday morning, most of us create that space for the seed. Like this is the one day of the week for most of us. Some of y'all come here and y'all still just whatever. I don't know why you do that, but some of us, most of us come here and this is where we create the most space for the seed. This is where our posture and our heart is set on God and we're able to become vulnerable and we're able to create this space for God. The issue is that when Monday comes, all this other stuff fills that space. And so the seed that had this nice, spacious place to be and to grow gets choked by everything else that we fill in that space Monday through Saturday. Does that make sense? So then I asked, I said, well, what is, what's, what's filling that space Monday through Saturday that is then causing the seed that we just created all this space for to get choked? And he told me, we just said it. Go back up to the scripture. What is filling that space Monday through Saturday is worry, riches, and pleasure. Pleasures. So Sunday, we're here, we're set, we're focused, we've got God, we've got space for our seed. Come into my heart, we've got worship, and the seed has this really fertile, great space. And then Monday through Saturday, worry, riches, Pleasures come in and they choke out that. We choke out that space for the seed. Um, so what is, we're going to go very quickly through a few of these things. So worry. Worry, and we're going to go Greek today. Worry in the Greek is anisikia, which is anxiety, restlessness, or unrest. So this space that I created for God on Sunday and this space that I created, you know, for the seed of the, the word of God on Sunday, anisikia comes in on Monday through Saturday, anxiety unrest, it makes it difficult for me to be able to have that seed have space because now that has taken the space. Um, I, I would say I've, I've gotten better with worry, but I will say that I'm one of those people who I start the day off like with my mind just going. And maybe it's a woman thing. I see a lot of women, like, yeah. So, like, before I even, like, get on, like, put my feet on the ground, like, I need to respond back to that email. I need to take the food out. If I'm going to cook dinner today, if I'm going to cook dinner, I'm probably going to watch the dinner because I have a meeting until 6 o'clock. And if I do that and then, well, no, I'll do that. No, I need to probably do that for tomorrow because tomorrow is rehearsal. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll cook for rehearsal because then I'll have time to be able to go out and get something before rehearsal. So then I'll be, like, no? Okay. That, <laughs> that unrest, that takes up space. So it's not that I didn't want the word of God. It's not that I didn't um, 
love what I heard yesterday. It's just that now I'm going, and now I've got this, and now I'm, I'm, I'm worried or anxious or thinking about, okay, and then Camille has practice on Wednesday. We still need to get her extra shoes. Cause we, she, she can't wear them shoes. She got them shoes not going to work. Cause okay, we'll go there Tuesday, but we'll have a rehearsal on Tuesday. So then Monday we can go get the shoes, and then Tuesday after like that, that, that takes up space. That's how my seed gets choked. The key to worry, I'll give you my exact note, is not just to identify it, and identify it, it is to get in front of it on a daily basis. If this is you that I just described, it is imperative that you create space for God in the morning. This is practical. So like some people are like, well, I don't have time in the morning. I pray to God at lunch or I spend time with him at night. If, I, if you are what I just described, you don't got that option. You are a morning connect with God person because you have got to put God at the center of it all. You have got to start off the morning being very intentional that God humbling yourself because some of that's pride too, thinking like you could do it all. So I'm like, God, I can't do this all. I can't, I can't, I can't be the mom and the one, the woman and the, the wife. And the, I, I can't do this. So I need you. I, I'm starting my day off, God. And I just first of all thank you for this day because we don't even get to thank you really good before we start. Like, first of all, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the breath in my body. And so God, with this day, I want to do everything that you purpose for me to do, God. I know I have a lot of tasks in front of me, but God, I just would ask that you would just prioritize my day, help me to deprioritize the things that don't need to happen today. Like that's how you have to go about it so that that space that you created for your seed on Sunday can still have space. That's worry. Riches, the Greek word for that is plutos, which means wealth or specifically material abundance. The question that God asks me that I will ask for this group is, does a large bank account make you spiritually bankrupt? And I don't think that there is anyone in this room, because probably most people are like, I'm not rich. I'm not rich. Um, but rich is relative. Um, but does, when we talk about riches choking out the seed of God's word, does the fact that you are financially or material, materially set cause you to not posture yourself Monday through Saturday because you don't have a what you think is a need to. I think that's for someone who's listening. This is for someone who's listening on the podcast. Um, because riches, Plutos, is having things in abundance. So it's not without um, reason that Matthew 19 and 24 you don't have to go there, but Matthew 19 and 24 says, Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. That is because when we talk about space or something taking up space, your material, your feeling like you have enough, your abundance is what chokes out the seed of God's word in your life. And you probably didn't put on anava. So because you didn't put humility... Because you didn't put that on, you, you give riches, plutos, all that space, and it's choking out the seed of God's word in your life. Some people are like, that's not me, and I want her to move on to the next point. But it's really important that you understand this, because if it's not you today, it could be you tomorrow. 
And God brought my husband and I up through a very, very, um, very lacking um, place financially. I'll get there with you. So when we first got married, um, he was the only person working. I was going to school. Um, and we were like, if we had kids, we were like broke. Like, <laughs> broke. <laughs> we, were, we were just like, we, we had a husband. I can give you the mic. We just didn't, we didn't have, like, people would be, like, we were, we were the kind of, like, you know, like, when you get paid, uh, like, your direct deposit hit. Like, first of all, we, we watch, we wait for the direct deposit hit. And then when it hits, um, it's only there for a few minutes. And you hope if anybody's trying to, like, a screen capture, capture it at, like, about 830. Because <laughs> if you go, you go after 830, that thing going to be gone. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be in the negative. <laughs> like, broke. Um, Medicaid, all that stuff. Um, but he kept telling us along the way um, that I'm going, to, I'm going to bless you. And not, he had been blessing us even with no money, but I'm going to financially bless you. And talk about preparing you for the place you're going. He kept telling us, like, he told us how to give along the way. He told us um, how to to. to to save and all of that, but he wanted to make sure that as I'm, he gave to us in increments too. I think that helped too. So it wasn't like a Medicaid, you know, this. Um, but I, I want to make sure that basically I'm trying to get to is that as your, as your account is growing, as your direct deposit is growing, that you don't stop making space for me. And even now, it is that we have figures that I never thought we would have. Like we talked to, we talked about like what we wanted. He's done like ten times that, and I say that to the glory of God. But it is so. But I make sure that like you talk, you, Mr. Offering. I make sure that we are giving our offering and we're giving our time. We make sure, and even that's just the financial piece. Like I'll find myself like being too tired. It's like, I'm too tired to, uh, I don't really feel like get up and pray. Nope, 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 nope. I'm good. I'm good. I'm up. I'm up. I'm praying because I don't, I don't want you to ever think for like two seconds that I can't stand to be blessed because what has happened and what you have allowed to increase then starts to increase so much so that it takes the space. And I don't mean that. I mean, I'm talking about my job, but I mean, Apply that to your own life. You was cool with him, and you was praying to him when you didn't have a ride nowhere. Now you got a car, and you don't even find your way to service in the car that you got. That's what I'm talking about. That's how that, that's how the it starts to choke out your seed because that's it. It, it gets the space that the seed once had. And the final thing is when we talk about what's happening to my seed, it's getting choked out. The final thing under the choke out section is pleasures. The Greek word is hedon, but it's spelled H-E-D-O-N, and it's where we get the English word hedonism. And all hedon speaks to is strong desire or passion. The note that I have is that pleasure Hadawan 
is the primary culprit when it comes to what chokes out our seed on, a, on Monday through Saturday. So I'm going to leave you here in just a minute. We're coming to a close. But if you're like, she's gone through a few things, and I don't really think it's worry, and I don't really think that it's so much of riches because I ain't got no money. Um, pleasures is probably where your seed is getting choked out. Had one. That is just strong desire, passion. That is hashtag grinding. That is, um, I'm trying to, you know, get this next thing. That is the chase. That's probably what is taking up the most space in your life on Monday through Saturday. Had one. Why? Because we're here for only about 90 minutes. If I'm speaking, 100. Yeah, extra 10. Um, but that's the only time that we really focus and give the priority and, and, and posture ourselves to this just being about God. And you guys have been doing it these last eight weeks, and you have been feeling just the, the, the essence and the effervescence of God's Holy Spirit coming in this place. But when you leave here, if you don't take that same posture with you, then Monday just becomes back to the grind, back to the job applications, back to the trying to start my own business, back to the working with the kids, back to the trying to get my kids signed, back to the, like, it just goes back to the, to the hadawan, to the pleasures. And there is no possible way that you can, just, just proportionately speaking, you can only posture yourself for 90 minutes in an entire week and expect for the seed of God, the word of God, to be able to grow and not be choked out. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.